If you like weird history, true crime, haunted and paranormal, then pause the podcast you're listening to right now and subscribe to Ghost Town wherever you listen to podcasts. We also have a video component to our favorite Ghost Town episodes at youtube.com slash Jason Horton. Episodes like The Los Feliz Murder House, The Toxic Lady, The Black Dahlia, Janis Joplin's Hotel Room, The Haunted Roosevelt Hotel, and more. Just go to youtube.com slash Jason Horton. That's youtube.com slash J-A-S-O-N-H-O-R-T-O-N. And while you're there, please subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Thank you. everybody, it's the Friends Without Benefits podcast. My name is Jason Horton, and I'm here talking to Ross Everett. And you're like, who's Ross Everett? And I was actually thinking before I got here, I was like, who is Ross Everett? Like, what? why is he here, and what is he doing? And that I'm, I mean that seriously, but in a good way, because you're still here. I am. You are here. I've beaten death thus far. You um, are comedian, I would say, is like a broad thing i am say, i am comedian yeah yes. you're you're a comedian uh you do stand-up comedy now is like a thing like at least mm-hmm. what i'm following you've been doing like some like traditional stand-up comedy Tra- in the most traditional of senses yeah i stand up there and i tell a lot of jokes at the detriment of women and minorities right 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 yeah. and then you just say sad. you're sad yeah you're just like a sad guy yeah real like sad sad. sad guy i take a lot from mort Saul. i carry a newspaper and i just read the obituaries all right yeah. and then uh you're a, a kind of world traveler I, I have traveled world. Yeah, you have traveled the world, and you let everyone know that. I did. Um, hey, people just still sitting where you are. I've been traveling. Yeah, and Why? I got back, and I was like, hey, what have you been up to? Before you answer, I've been traveling the world. Yes. Yeah. So uh, that you are uh, pretty, I would say, pretty successful in the internet, social media, YouTube. I don't even know what to call it anymore. New media. Yeah, yeah. And new media. Yeah, the Greek letter new media. Yeah, new media. Uh, whatever that is, but we are, we or I think our origin story, yes, was at Maker, right? Mm-hmm. Maker yeah. Studios back in 2010. Yeah. Uh, and what were you doing there? Well, uh, I was a lost soul wandering through the midst of the internet. No, I I started working at Maker because Brett the intern mm-hmm. uh, had a, a channel and he was running the station too, and I was just coming off of working as a PA on the Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien, which spoiler alert ended poorly and uh, I was looking for work and Brett said why don't you come and do like behind the scenes stuff with me on the station too and so I that's that's kind of when uh, Mike brought in like the whole totally sketch crew mm-hmm. that, that you were a part of yeah and then we met let me let me just what happened with with having Conan O'Brien with with Conan O'Brien yeah what how did that how did it end poorly oh J- Jay Leno took the show back Oh, I thought something you did something. No, I can't take you credit for that. Spilled hot coffee on somebody. I did not end. Oh, no, okay. I, well, I figured if yeah. I was listening to this, I, and then he was like, "Oh, you know," as ended poorly, I'd be like, "Wait, what? What is he? Yeah, you know, what I happened?" Know, and I don't want to just gloss over it. Ross and Conan, are they okay. on the outs? No, um, Conzy Bonesy and I are. Actually, he has no idea who I am. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. about right. Well, yeah. it's like most people, probably right. Yeah, like most people don't know who you are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the man behind the man behind the, the man. man. Just in the somewhere deep in the valley. Yeah, there's an ether. Yeah, I'm. I live way out, away from the world. We both uh, survived Maker, I guess, in some <laughs> way. Like I, you know, I was. Yeah, I was doing like a like I was a staff writer for a time. Then I was you know producing stuff. I was yep. actually just there recently. Uh, they're the new new Maker. Uh, it's, a, it's a real empire. The, the Disney owned Maker yeah, Studios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How how inside shop do we want to get? 
Uh, I don't we know. We do some shop really, talk. I don't really know that. Mo- I don't have any bad. Like I have pretty good. I got a, I had a, had a meeting there and it was pretty good. It, it went well. Well, you know, I'm uh, a huge fan of Valley Cat, so uh-huh. um, and I still am. So like she's the, the one person that I'm. Is she like, up over there now? I think so. That's cool. Great for her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we both kind of left the kind of survive, like kind of survived that 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 weirdness. That that growing startup company feel. I loved working there while I worked there. Yeah. It was like it was really fun. There was total freedom. It was just basically like, hey, we need you to make videos. And I was like, I was doing this for free. Like, absolutely, yeah. I'll make yeah. videos. Uh, and so what would you say, what was your like job title there? Uh, there what do I tell people the job was? Yeah. A president CEO. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I mean like my job was, I was producer of the station to co-producer with Brett. And then my job really was to help Brett create collab videos between him and all their big channels because they were trying to grow Brett at that time. Yeah. So we did one for the station. It was uh, No Homo. It was a parody of Jason Derulo's Ride mm-hmm. and Solo. Yeah. Uh, we did one for Shea Carl's channel that I wrote, and I got to direct. Like this was like my first foray into directing, uh, probably my last as well. But like I got to direct something for Lisa Nova's channel. Any any old folks out there remember Lisa Nova? Yeah. Yeah, I Are did you there? some stuff Is for. Anyone? Nope. Okay. Yeah. Nope. Hello. Okay. Good. Hello. Okay. Nope. She was on Mad TV. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Okay. Uh, great. <laughs> Uh, so she, I did stuff for her channel. I did stuff for Cecily's channel. I think I did something for Kasim's channel, but I don't know if that ever went up. There was, you know, there was a lot. And then it just was like party over. But and then it was, yeah. I mean, like, and then Conan went back on TBS. I got my job offered back, and I wanted to do both, but Maker was not okay with both. So I, I chose the one that paid me a livable wage, and I went to that. And then, well, that ended. Right? Yes. And then the, the TBS ended, and I went to, I actually went to a digital marketing agency and became, e. yeah, right? Is there a lot of out of, out of touch people there? Yeah. Is there a lot of out of touch no, people? No, actually, the, the people that were working there were really into it. Like, yeah. the president didn't know what he was doing so much, but like my friends who were like maybe two years older than me were the, the COO and uh, the CFO of that company. So they were like, they were the direct people above me and they really just let me they're like you know what you're doing just you know help us make get on linkedin just really jam it out yeah this might have been pre-linkedin no it it couldn't have been but like did you learn anything from there like at that time like you learned something yeah i learned oh i learned about how to like talk to brands and whatnot and the fact i also learned that i had something to offer in terms of the space that this wasn't just common knowledge that everybody has it's something that that if you were like really playing in the YouTube space you've learned, but people didn't know about end slates. People didn't know like how to keep an audience listening or watching watching their videos. So like I, I was the bad guy. I was the one teaching brands how to communicate with audiences. Uh, like to I don't know, I, I have something against marketing. I have like a, a thing against marketing because I think it's all just like creative lying. Absolutely yeah, absolutely. I mean it's I don't know. That's an, that's a whole other thing. That's a whole other thing. Uh but then at some point, you went to. So you ended up at SourceFed. Right? I did end up at SourceFed, and yeah. that I feel like just it's it's hard to follow what everyone's doing and whether there's I, so much. And it's like, do I hate you? Do I like you? Do I hate you? Like it's basically that's all that you I. You mean do. like jealousy or just like the type just of content whatever, that whatever I yeah. feel like calling it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no, but I, I, you know, I like to keep up with what everyone's doing and why they're doing it and, and stuff. But I feel like SourceFed was like a pretty big. 
I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. A big a catapult a little bit for you. Oh, it was a catalyst. It was yeah. for sure. Like, it was a, a huge thing because I had done a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. I'd been on Brett's channel. We did a web series called Shitty Roommate. But really, like, I, like, was not a big figure or I don't even think I'm currently a big figure. I know I told you I was to get on this podcast. Oh, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I'm the biggest. Uh, but no, but SourceFed was like the thing that kind of, again, like it was a great job because it, they were like, hey, here, you have to make this many videos a day. Do Find a way to do that. And then I was just able to creatively put out whatever I wanted to with the support and the creative support of that team over there. And like, I, I think that they're just some of the best in the business that's working over there, or that, that we're back in, I don't know who's working there anymore, but like back in, uh, what was that? That was 2012, 2013? It's relatively recently. Yeah, still yeah. still very recently, like a year, a year ago. They were just, everyone was like really having a blast. And I, I remember being in the moment, like sitting in those writer's rooms being like, this is really cool. Like, I know this isn't forever, but it's really cool. Well, I mean, how much would you say, like, you know, obviously, you know, you build off, you know, uh, the audience that you have and, and, and gain new, I, I can't use yeah. the word fans because it makes me sick. Yeah, I use viewers. Viewers, audience, whatever. Um, family. Say, if you're Vin Diesel, family. Yeah, we're not. Yo, family. We're not Vin Diesel. Hey, that's the thing about street you know, fights. You just keep trying to you know, be pushing the Vin Diesel. Street always wins. You're just saying it like just, you. Be, your face a, is different. <laughs> it's a little bit of like an H. John Benjamin, like, hey, 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 get out of the get out of the kitchen, kids. Just, I don't know if that's a good one. It's right? just you yeah. making a different face. Um, but how much of would you say of your audience is knows you from from SourceFed? Ninety percent. Right? right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, but you all what you're also saying is, and I think there's like a value to this is like you weren't like the main guy like it wasn't like mm -mm. look at me look at me everyone look at me my name's ross look at me you were uh, i mean not behind but you were not were you like behind the scenes a lot of it so i started as a writer yeah uh i was brought in to write for the blog before i was even writing for the show and then i started writing for the show like the videos and then like someone was gone like everyone was on vacation and like someone was like hey let, you're on table talk now and then I was like, okay. Like, so I did that table talk and then the audience liked me. And then I just started being on camera more and more. Uh, and like, I was by no means the main guy. I was this weird addition that kind of came out of the blue out of necessity one day. And every, I, I always felt this way, like about SourceFed, everybody had their thing. You know, everybody had their distinct thing. And I was very much searching for mine. Jew? Jew. Jew actually did become uh, like thing? the thing. Yeah, that, yeah they called me. Thing. Tolly Tolly Juju for a bit. Uh -huh. But I always think, like, is Jew really a thing? I mean, I say it when I feel like it. You yeah. Know what I mean, when I feel it's 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 beneficial to me. But yeah, <laughs> when it's working the system. Sure. Yeah. No, I like I've always I usually say something be... racist, then I say Jew afterwards. Yeah, just to like remind them that it's, you're a minority cool, as well. We cool. Yeah, yeah, we cool, we yeah. Jew. Yeah. Yeah. I um so like that, that was like the thing, and I was like, I don't like, I don't feel like I look different. I don't even like sound different or bring up my religion that like that much, if at all. So I was like, that can't be my thing. And I think my thing became just like the guy who smiled far too much, and uh, like, or maybe like told interesting stories on table talk, which is like that. That kind of became like so a just table talk a was having a personality, having a personality. <laughs> yeah. But it was I don't know, maybe positivity. I, I still have having trouble figuring it out. Yeah. But like everybody else on, on SourceFed really was there for longer and, and definitely had been established as more of a fan base. And actually, if you go back, uh, I doubt it's there anymore, but like the fans did a poll 
of like their least favorite hosts, and I I topped that. Got number one. So you're the top bottom. I'm the top bottom. Uh, yeah. I, Which I'm, in the gay community is a rave review. Yeah, no, yeah. that's great. Yeah. Uh, so I should clarify, I'm not gay. The way I said that sounded like I'm really popular in the gay community. Oh sure, no, yeah, because yeah. you know, like I I don't ever get like comments saying that I'm gay. So you being associated with me yeah. is definitely going to no, help. No, because that. you exude like I think when you know Jason Horton heterosexuality, like yeah. to a fault. It's too much. Too straight. It's too in your face. Overwhelming. Uh, you know, so here's my thing. I don't know much about SourceFed. Yeah. But I feel like I would be fake if I didn't shit talk right now. But I'm going to just okay. go with me. Go I might not, me. I might legally not be able to say anything. Okay. All right. Um, so I went and I, I was at the streamies. Not It was a couple of streamies ago. Uh-huh. You know, it's very pandering and I get it. And I'm totally fine with that. I yeah. understand that is what it's there for. It's for people to celebrate themselves. And that's what all award, award things are. Yeah. And I love award shows. Yeah. And I have no problem with it. I just, I think I remember it was like SourceFed was winning stuff, whatever, winning stuff. Yeah. And it was they so. They tend to do that. And it was kind of like, and here's SourceFed. And then it was just like, came out and it was like, we're so crazy. Like, I'm wearing a, I'm wearing a tie, but it's like, and funky sneakers. It was very, <laughs> it was very kind of like, look how crazy we are on the internet, like breaking all the rules. And I was like, this is, I mean, to me, this is like some whitewash shit. However, however, I met uh, Steve uh-huh. Zaragoza. We uh, did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Steve, uh, yes, Steve. Yeah. He uh, was seriously the like the most down to earth, coolest dude ever. Like we like the same kind of comedy. Like it really won me over. Not mm-hmm. that he cares one way or the other. And I met Trisha. Yep. Uh, Hirschberger. Yep. Uh, super cool. Uh, and the things I really, you know, I, I've always known Phil. I always liked Phil. I was, uh-huh. I'm always excited to see somebody who was like kind of old school YouTube. Still, still around, it, still around, yeah. and doing really well without ha- like without you know, like really changing what he's done. Yeah. Um. So I've always liked him, but the thing is, I just I'm just a hater in that sense. Yeah. Especially when it comes to like comedy, because you know we're all a little, a little bit snobby. It's yeah, and everybody has their own different voice about it. And like if you look at SourceFed today compared to what it was a year ago, it's it's totally different. Mm-hmm. It the voice kind of change has changed and evolved, and and it's just it's really interesting to see and and. Whether or not it's your cup of Joe, yeah. huh. I don't know. You know, but if if yeah. I and I would definitely I'd love to. And Brie Esserig is is Brie, on yeah, and she's a she's a dear friend if, of yours. If, if I w- wasn't for her, I wouldn't be. I don't know what I'd be doing right now because wouldn't be involved in YouTube probably. Really, probably. she's the one that hooked you in. She is really the the person to make it all happen. It's really because of her. Wow. Yeah. Uh, back in San Diego. Like they had an intervention. Your family got around. They're like, Jason, you don't make enough YouTube videos. No, no, no. She, I wasn't making any. I didn't even know what it was. And she introduced me to Michael Gallagher because um, she was I, – I, I had an improv group in San Diego that I started before I left. They kept going, and I would go back and do like workshops and shows. Uh, and then she was in the group. So I met her, and then she knew Michael Gallagher because he was from San Diego, but he was living in L.A. And he's like, oh, do you know any actors? So she referred us uh, – she referred uh, Steve Green and I – to Michael, mm-hmm. Steve and I were roommates, and we uh, then we started doing to- totally sketch, I guess, with him. But it was, I mean, I, it was because of Brie that set that all up. Oh wow! Um, so I, if you know, I had them on, I would say the same exact thing. Like I would tell the same exact story. Uh, but it, you know, it's just that was just my percept. When I thought of Sourcefoot, I thought of that. Oh, oh, we're getting an award. This is so crazy. Like we're just a bunch yeah. of white guys acting crazy. Um, <laughs> and I was just like, Ugh. well, they have a black guy now. He's yeah. very funny. Yeah, but that's another strike. Yeah. <laughs> it's just as when I wanted to lift them up, I got to knock them right back yeah, down. Yeah, please again. do. I got to knock them back I'm down. Gonna, I'm not going to say anything nice or mean about them Uh-oh. so that you don't have to say anything nice or mean about them. 
But so SourceFed has kind of like you've retained would you say you've retained because that's interesting because you know whether you do a collab yeah you know it's just like are you number one are people gonna like you and if you get subscribers people following you on twitter or instagram or whatever the case may be are they gonna stick around if you're not in that in that setting anymore? the cool ones have yeah yeah so i, I just that's just something when people talk about like oh like yeah collabs are the best I was like they are however or anything like that but once you're associated with something like what happens when it's just you like who sticks around yeah and like i do i do look at that be like can i function as a solo creator yeah. uh and i think it's it's very easy when you're with other people to collaborate to bring the funk as i'm starting to call it after this like but but when you're when you're by yourself can you keep it up and that was like kind of the the chance that i took i i left SourceFed and went up to san francisco to do a show called yes. the new show yes. and that that was a real true solo project and that's for discovery that was for discovery it was for discovery digital networks who also owns SourceFed. so it was like within the same family and that it was a really interesting experience and i was very proud of what what i was able to do up there and like a lot of it actually was was because of I had an amazing editor and a really great associate producer, but the creative on it really all came down to fall on me and then to incorporate notes from above and, and trying to keep both the, the audience and the uh, the company happy, which is that was a whole experience into itself. So I I think a lot of people did did stick around that liked me from the show would come over. But you know, part of it is habit. It's habitual. You're used to seeing people with each other. And if it's when you're introduced to them, that's how you tend to like them. Like if you even look at Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis, a lot of people after that were like, oh, like you guys should get back together. I have this nostalgia for how I was first introduced to you. Do, you, do people still ask you to go do stuff with Totally Sketch? Oh, all the time. Yeah. Like, are they doing anything anymore? Yeah. Like why don't you do, you know, it's the same, uh, it's the same thing. So people always used to ask me, when are you and Brett going to get back together to, to do videos? And that was like that for the longest time was get back, do more shitty roommate, do more stuff with Brett, because that's where that audience knew me from. And then I did SourceFed and people were like, I really miss you on SourceFed, I really miss you on SourceFed. And it's not going to be until I hit my next thing that people are going to say like, oh, like th that's where I know you from, keep doing that. Wouldn't it be great though, is if just pe people just knew you for you? And anyone else would have to be an add-on, like you know what I mean. Yeah. Like once they left you, they'd be like, "Oh, well, now what am I without without Ross?" Yeah, but I think you have to earn that. Like yeah. and and like yeah, that is totally the dream. And and as I'm looking to do all of these other things, I keep thinking like I I want my next thing to be both collaborative, but with me as the main face at the main helm and the main uh, money, the main money. And money. and to be honest, I want to own it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like if if let's get down to it, like the, I'm working on a lot of projects right now. Uh, but the, the conceit of it is like I'm not going to I'm not going to part with the ownership over this, and even if it's on your channel, I want a piece of the owning it. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of surprised at how open people are to that idea, uh, which has been really nice. But some of it is like you have to do that proof of concept work first. I have a I have a new show that I'm working on, uh, and I've had friends come in, and I'm like, listen, like you know, come do this with me. And then if this gets picked up, you then become. Uh, like a producer on it, you become a director on it. But I mean, like the idea is mine, and it's gonna be featuring me. Yeah. Get, and, you know, my I mean, you probably know this already, and I've been I'm in the same boat. It's get lawyers. Yep. I have a. I, well, yeah. I also have a manager. Yeah. I have a manager who's who's wonderful, yeah. and she found me independent of of YouTube. 
and I knew her like it was like again it was actually that same friend that hired me over at the digital marketing agency that was like hey this person wants a consultant and he showed her my videos and she's like you you have something and then years later when I needed a manager she was like I would like to represent you and I said great let's do it and it's been the best career decision I've made I want to just go back in time a little bit yeah please I'm trying let's to travel. Do this chronologically but now I'm just skipping around because yep. Uh, you keep bringing up Brett, it makes you want to, and you know, I'm thinking about, uh, you know, people do YouTube and are influencers and how like brands want to work with people. And I want to talk, what was it? The Ford uh, Escape Routes. Yes. So, okay. So Ford Escape Routes, for most of you who don't know, is the, a, the a, most of you, the majority. The, the, the if one person listening to this remembers Escape Routes, Jason's going to give you a hug. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, it was a kind of, it was a, a comp- reality competition show. Yeah, the best way to explain it is uh, The Amazing Race with no elimination and, no and sponsored by Ford. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> no and, race and, and no, no amazingness. amazingness. Because uh, Jess Lazama and I were, um, I think we were on the the thing you like, guys were in like the final casting in the round, final right? casting and yeah and then um we didn't get did you it. take the personality test yeah, to find out if you're psycho that, yes we did all of that yeah it was very like very scrutinizing and stuff so you you guys did that and, yeah you know uh, on the surface it looked like cool stuff i'm in a jet i'm putting out fires i'm doing whatever and those parts of it were very fun yeah yeah but there's there's like <laughs> i don't want to compare it to like uh, fascism but like there was this element of this lack of freedom and it was very mentally tolling like brett and i for friendship wise we took a well, break I remember after that, that. Yeah. yeah like we we like had spent this like inc- weird long time with each other and then after that we were just like you know like let's take a little bit of a break and like you know spoiler alert we're back to being friends yeah. like you know it's it's um but it was it was one of those things that the whole experience of that show was so unique, and it was cool to do it because first of all, no one saw it, so I never have to like I run think away. I may, have saw, I may have seen some commercials like for it. I yeah, think that's they all I've seen. they advertised, but it aired on like Saturday at eight p.m. and it's yeah. like who's watching who's watching television Saturday at eight p.m. No one. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's an example of kind of like, oh, cool, like, we're going to get some, like, really cool people, like, on, like, some online people. Not everyone was, like, yeah. a, a, you know, and, and... We were, the, Brett and I were the only people with social media, which was really nice because we won all of the social media rounds yeah. because, like, the, our followers were the best. And at any point, we, like, if you looked at, like, the, the number of team members any group had, we had ten times more than the second place team. And we were winning that show up until the very end where they eliminated the social media component of it and just went physical challenge. And then we fell into last place. It's almost kind of like people like it's like, okay, you know, like YouTube people like we're going to take away the fact they have uh, like a lot of fans and stuff like that. And it's going to be based on your talent. And then you just see what's left. I just watched someone put up like a, a, a late night show and I watched it and grinded my teeth. Because like one of the things that I really wanted to do was a late night show on YouTube. Yeah. And I put together a pilot. And the reason why it never like came to fruition is because like it real in order to do it right, and it's like if I'm not gonna do it right, I'm not gonna do it at all. I would need to get I would need like money to be able to do sure. that sort of thing. So but I someone like I guess had the same similar idea. They did like a twenty seven minute pilot. 
And I watched it, and I was like, boy, am I happy I didn't, I didn't do it like that. They, like, just like not to call yeah. him talentless, but it was definitely one of those things that was like hard to watch and very self aggrand like, like, he felt like he was the best, but like if you remove your ego from the situation, you looked at it, you'd be like, this, this is hard to watch. Do you think, like, you know, we talk about, like, brand, like, I don't know, I feel like this is the thing was, like, brands that want to work with YouTube people, and it's like, is it genuine? Is it going to work? No, it's not genuine. Yeah. No, I mean, the, the, are, are brands genuine? No, not at all. Yeah. I've never seen a brand that's like, listen, like, we really like your content. We want to let you do whatever you want to do. Literally whatever you want. Yeah, no, the, like, the only person I've ever seen be able to pull that off is Casey Neistat. Have you heard of Casey Neistat? Yeah, I, I, I'm like, director, like, he's, yeah, he does like these amazing short films, and like I guess like there was some company that wanted to give him money. It's like here's what I'm gonna do with the money. I'm gonna go to Haiti. After, it was like right after the earthquake, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna like help out with the earthquake relief. And like they were like, okay, like how do you say no to that, right? And he's like, but I'll, I'll eat Snickers bars the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> I'm only gonna eat Snickers bars. I'm yeah. gonna give them a ton of Snickers bars. Yeah. But no, I think it was just like saying like you know Nike or whatever company it was gave me this much money and they allowed me to do this. And it was like a good PR move for Nike. But for most of the time, like especially with smaller YouTubers, the brand deals you're getting are really generic ones where they're they're not gonna work with you on an individual level. They're going to say like, hey, here are the talking points. Hit it. Show us the video. We'll give you your money. Do you have do you have a uh, I guess do you have a line like do you have a thing where you're like money's not just not worth it? Um, you know I I would always try and be very creative because the only time I've had to do brand integrations was for the new show and I think I did it very well but like what I did is like they gave me one that I really didn't want to do and so what I did is I made it a behind the scenes video that I didn't mind I like inserting like just a real blatant product integration into because already it was just a behind the scenes look and the problem with the the doing a brand integration with the new show was i always felt like the content that we were putting out on the new show was something along the lines of like this is real information and this is real opinion and the second that opinion and information has been purchased it's not trustworthy anymore. When you put in like man spanks as the as the product, exactly, it, kind of, it shakes it up a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, they're just kind of like, oh, okay, like you you weren't really talking about spanks. You were only doing this because man spanks paid you to do it. Yes. And even if everything surrounding it was real, like the audience kind of like raises an eyebrow to it, and once they question that, it's gone. And so like I did find a way to make it happen, but like if it was like really bold, over the top, high demands that I had no control over. I, I tried to create an episode where like it didn't matter. Like it was just like, oh, life hacks. Yeah. You know? Like you can insert You just throw that episode. word buzzword in there. Life hacks. Yeah. Yeah, man, right, we're doing life right, hacks. Right? Like, uh, so you moved from Los Angeles to San Francisco. Yes. Now I have nightmares that I like am like mm -hmm. living either was back in New York or somewhere else and I'm not in LA anymore. Uh -huh. And I'm like, why did I do this? Yep. Why am I away from all this? Well, because you know the thing is like leaving Los Angeles. Uh, I mean, I don't. I wish I moved here sooner. I mean, I have a very high opinion of LA only because it's been really great for me. I don't have. I'm not one of those people that complain like Ugh, LA. But I was no. like, no, it's amazing. I used to be, and then yeah. I moved away from it, and I was like, I miss it so much. Yeah. So what was it like to be? I mean, San Francisco is a great city, but you move away from LA where you know a lot of people. The opportunities to like for anything like you have your podcast or whatever. It's just pretty much at your fingertips if you want it to be. What's it like to be in a city? Well, collaboration. So you feel very isolated. Uh, I don't understand why anyone that wants to make YouTube videos professionally is not in either Los Angeles or New York. Yeah. You need that community. You need that creator community specifically. And what's weird is that YouTube is based out of San Francisco. Yeah. 
and I just remember feeling so lonely creatively. What up about there. but as a what about as you? How did you as feel? me? I mean, so I I grew up in the Bay Area. Oh, okay. So I had like old friends, yeah. and like they're all in law school. I hung out with a lot of lawyers, mm. and like the, you know they were very funny. So like I did feel nurtured. Uh, as a person, and my family's up there as well. So I got to like okay. really expand that part of my life, which was nice. But creatively and career-wise, okay. I felt so stagnant. I felt, and like that's that's a huge part of me. And like there was like a real like, uh, I guess I'll call it like a sadness. There was a heaviness in me because I was like, I can't, I can't do what I want to do. I was like again restricted to a bedroom, and not just any bedroom where you could like invite people in and and do stuff. But it was just like this this bedroom where I was like, I need to just take to the internet and recede into, into this world, which is like, I, you know, and I'll, I'll think like, now that I'm saying it out loud, I wonder if like a lot of people that, that listen to our podcasts or watch our videos feel this way because their community is online. And when your community is online, you're kind of restricted to places where you have internet access. And that, that could be a hard thing. And that's why meetups like VidCon are so great mm -hmm. because you get to meet these people and actually participate in real life with them. And, uh, that's so important. That's so, so important. How long did it take for you being in San Francisco before you are just like, I can't? Well, it was like, getting better. Yeah. It was getting better as the show started to do better. And they were like, they flew me down to L.A. You and I did a collaboration. Yes, yeah, uh, so, like, that that was really nice. And, like, I started to feel better. And as the show was getting more and more received, I was, like, starting to create my own up there. I was trying to do stand-up, which did not go well up there. There's, there's nothing. Did you do a bunch of LA-based humor? No. Well, I did this one bit. I was like working on something about Tinder, and I was like, "Anyone here on Tinder?" And the guy from the back side, "No." And I was like, "Okay." Like I, I, and I tried to go with the bit anyway, and it yeah. just didn't work. Um, but also the joke was probably bad. But I just no, no. Let's blame the... the guy in the back. Okay, yeah. If we could, it's his fault. You're not funny. It was like just really interesting that like this, this. It was such like a a sensitive audience, and a, doing material in front of a sensitive audience really shut me down because it did not feel supportive. So all of my jokes that like maybe weren't good, but I needed to get them out just to get them out, like weren't even getting courtesy or pity laughs, which are so important. Well, on YouTube, I mean, you could, listen, there's there's plenty of really uh, uh, fans that are so supportive, but even if your stuff is not that great, it's just like, I still love you. And you know, I feel like there's that thing where everyone's being told they're loved so much. Yeah. And this is, this is for all of us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not as much, probably more other people than me, I guess. Uh, uh, or even us, but it's just like, you're so great. I don't like, I don't care if your voice is not good and you want to be a singer. I still think you're great. Yeah. It's like everyone has, it's all their viewers become their mom. It's mom. just like, yeah, but you don't have, I love it because it's you. When you're doing stand up, those yeah. people don't care about that. No. They want to be entertained. If they don't get it, you're not going to get anything. Well, I had an open mic. So we've, I've been going to a lot of open mics with like Elliot Morgan and, and Mike Falzone, and we've been talking a lot about the open mic app. Do you do stand-up at all? I don't. I've written some for some people, but I have never. I've done at UCB. I did a couple of like fake stand-ups, yeah. like 90s stand-up things, but I've never uh, never done stand-up. So it's always been very tongue-in-cheek when you've done it. A absolutely. Yeah. I've kind of thought about it. It would have to be like a pretty special It's occasion. fun. You should come out with us. Yeah. It's like what, what's really nice about like what – we've created for ourselves is it's like it's way more fun with friends mm. that's all it is is like we go to these open mics and if we suck it doesn't matter because like you know what's funnier than a good joke is your friend telling a joke that gets nothing yeah and like if so. your friend tries a joke like because like i don't i'll use mike as an example oh no i'll use my mine as an example so we were going to this open mic at the clubhouse and 
you write your name down on these slips of paper and you put it in a bucket or a hat or something. And that's how all open mics function. And they're always calling up name after name after name. And you're just sitting there waiting to hear your name. And I got bored of that. So I wrote down a fake name. I wrote down Tickle Fitz McCoy because I was like, at least I'm going to get a little bit of a giggle at, like hearing this MC have to read my name as Tickle Fitz McCoy. So like he pulls it and he goes, oh, like ugh, Tickle Fitz McCoy. And he was like, A, not amused. Yeah. And the whole audience groans like, yeah. oh, like, OK, come on, you guys. First of all, it's comedy, like lighten up a little bit. Stupider names have been said on that stage. And one guy was like, huh, and like started to kind of applaud. And I didn't know this until after because Mike watched this happen. But some guy leans over and like puts his hand to stop him and just shakes his head like, no, like don't encourage that yeah. type of behavior. So I got up as, as Tickle Fitz McCoy. And normally, like if that had happened, it would have been, I would have been like, oh, like I'm never doing anything like that again. Like totally shut down. The audience hated it. But Mike was laughing so hard because the audience hated it so much. And now Tickle Fitz McCoy has kind of like, he, he told it on stage. He told this story on stage because it was like so absurd. And, and so like now Tickle Fitz McCoy has kind of become like this like fun inside joke uh, that we have. And, and something that would have like been really disheartening and discouraging has now become just something that was more fun about doing stand-up. And we all love inside jokes. And we all love inside we jokes. We love it, especially people who don't, they're not in on the joke. Yeah. They always love it. Yeah, it's its really flinteresting, if uh, I do say. You uh, travel a lot. I do. Well, I, I, this was my first time traveling. Uh, but you, it was a pretty big, big travel. It was a big, so I got a call that, that my show was canceled. Uh, and then about an hour later, I got a call that said, do you want to go on this trip to Israel? And I like. Is it, is it a birthright? It was a birthright trip. Okay. Yeah. So like, it started out as a birthright trip. But the thing about this organization that I think all birthright trips, like you can extend for up to three months, and so they give you those tickets. They give you the ticket, the tour, and then a ticket back. But that ticket back can be anywhere within the three months. So I got that call, and my future had just opened up. And I, like you know, like, do you have any plans? Nope, zero. I'm probably moving. Uh, so I got that call and they, I said, yeah, like, why not? Let's do it. And they said, do you want to extend? And I said, yeah, why not? Let's do it. So I posted on Facebook and I said, I'm going to travel around Eastern Europe. Where should I go? And people like literally every place that someone commented, I went. Now, what is the, because when you went, I mean, you went for yourself, but there's also this, this need, I think everyone has it to be like, okay, well, I have to make sure I capture it and mm -hmm. not just capture it for myself. I got to capture it and share it yeah. at some sort of rate. Yeah. How does that change the experience of like traveling for you? So because you're pretty. I mean, I you know I follow all, all your stuff, so I saw all the stuff that you did, um, and it was always a pretty cool. Like it wasn't like a wasted picture. I don't know how to how you. to put it. I don't know how to put it without being like whatever. But it wasn't just like oh, oh like this is just a random thing. It was like pretty uh, pointed or whatever. Yeah. Um, but what kind of the thing where you just like I just want to enjoy these old buildings. I was like, no, I need to do. I need to enjoy it in the con in the context of putting up a cool Snapchat. So here, here's actually I tried to combine those two things because I set out first of all the the birthright trip. I didn't know while I was on it if I was going to make videos because the initial thing was like I'm gonna go. I'm gonna forget about YouTube for a bit. I just need to like kind of unwind and take a break and explore myself. And then you're right. Like you do kind of feel this this not desire but like this you owe it to your audience you owe it to the people that aren't going to get to do this you owe it to the people that wouldn't even consider doing this unless they saw it so i 
You owe it to also shove it in the face of, of the haters. Yeah, yeah that's the like haters. You'll never, uh, mount anything. That'll say you never mount anything. It's like I'm it in Prague. Right in where are you? Yeah. And then some of them. They're are like, in Prague. Um, I don't yeah. know. I just like I just bought I just bought a yacht, so yeah. I'm doing pretty good. And you're like, oh, okay, I have do no you, money. Do rich people like have time to get online? I don't think so. Maybe heiresses. They don't have time to do that, and they don't have time to put up inspirational quotes. <laughs> no, they don't. They're just like they just post Snapchat snapshots of their their bank account. Yeah. Um, but the uh uh. The, the interesting part of that, so like I went and I was like, I'm just going to film. And the way I wanted to film, like I knew I needed to have a point to it. So my thought was, I know nothing about traveling. I went and I bought a backpack and I was terrified. And I said, I'm going to try and capture the experience of being scared and embarking on a journey for the first time. And so every, every time I felt an emotion or I took something in or something was stunning to me, I would grab my camera and then recreate it. So it was mostly about being in tune with myself and seeing like how am I feeling about this and then saying, okay, like let, let's put that in the video. Um, and I did come up with the idea of, because I, I was journaling the entire way through, thoughts, emotions, feelings, and I did come up with the idea of like, wouldn't it be cool if it was like The Princess Bride where I read out of the journal and then it just takes off right into the world so we see what the events that I was actually journaling about. And then the voiceover would kind of exist as the narration from my journal, which was like, I, I really liked the way that that came out. I hadn't seen anything done like that before. Um, so as I'm filming, as I'm going through these different countries and these different experiences, it wasn't like stopping to think about making a video so much as it was like, I just want to capture this moment. The real work of it came when I got back and had to edit. And that was grueling. That was really grueling. Because your head, like you're just like, how was I feel? You know what I mean? Like how was I feeling then? Well, I was lucky because I, I journaled. Yeah. So I have okay. the I have the journal right over here. It's uh, like I without that I would have had I would have had that struggle and I would have been like, fuck this. Uh, can I say fuck? Uh, you can say fuck. You can't okay. say fans. Okay. Though. Yeah. Th that's the f word. On yeah, here. that's the f word on here is fans. So. Yeah. So I was like, fuck this. Uh, I would have been like, fuck, fuck this. But luckily I had cataloged like my, my real raw emotions and impressions. And then there were some times where I was worried I would forget. So I would just turn the camera on myself and in the normal vlog style, just talk like I'm feeling like this, I'm feeling really down right now, or I'm, t I'm terrified. Or sometimes it's like, this is the first time I felt excited about something in months. So that part never really made it into the video, but it did serve as editing notes for myself. And the bulk of it, like I would get maybe about 15 minutes of usable footage per video. And I knew that it wasn't going to be entertaining if I included all 15 minutes. So I, I would sit down, I have, a, I have a really good friend, Steve, who's, who pulls no punches. And so I'd show him like a, a rough cut and he'd be like, this is boring. I, you lost me here. I need this gone. And so like, I would just, even if I loved the part, I would most of the time pull it out. And then just eat a Snickers? Eat a Snickers. So do they, do they sponsor you? Because that'd be a good no, sponsor. No, I don't, for some reason, I just, I'm just really, yeah. I, I, we haven't plugged anything. Really? We haven't even Who plugged. Would you, who's your dream sponsor? My dream sponsor, probably said like, Panda Express or something. Really? Like yeah, that. food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some food base. Yeah. Could they pay you in food and you'd be happy Absolutely, with that? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I've yeah. got. I've been paid in food once. Yeah. I would, yeah. I have no problem with that. Um, and then, uh, but you also like I didn't even say, hey guys, you know, you should if you're listening, this is the Friends Without Benefits podcast. We should have said this in the middle in case they're just picking it up in the middle. Yeah, because you know how people like pick up podcasts in the middle. Right. Well, they want to get right to the right to the sexy part. Yeah. Uh, but you also you have a podcast. What? I do. 
I do. Only 10 billion people have a podcast. Now. I know. What a huge surprise. It was, I, I submitted and I was thrilled when they were like, you're one of the 10 billion. <laughs> you're one of the 10 billion. Yeah. And I'm going to be on your podcast. Yes, absolutely. Um, It'll be coming out on Sunday, May 24th. So what is it called? It's it's called Now What Did We Learn? Yeah. I sit so the down, opposite of this, where we yeah, learn nothing. Friends with benefits. So we're like on my podcast. I'm going to grill you about uh, like like some of your strengths and okay. how you came to learn. Like I want to talk to you a lot. I think about like your teaching because you teach at I/O. You teach comedy. I, I was up until recently. Yeah. Okay, but I want I want to I want to kind of dive into that. Sure. The idea of teaching other people. The idea of like you know taking your strengths, having courage in yourself enough to put yourself in a situation where you think that you have something to offer students, not just that, but in exchange for money, like yeah. high self-worth. Sure, absolutely. Um, and that's something that I think that you you do very well. I've always been very impressed by that. So I'm going to dig in with you. I'm going to ask you about when you first realized that. I'm going to ask you about some, some missteps it. that you've had. It. Is that, yeah. it. We're teasing uh, it. We're teasing it. I'm going to talk to you about your parents, if oh, they had okay. any influence in that. Um, but then we're also going to kind of uh, answer some fan questions yeah. on, on email because I just always feel like my, my listeners are called the positive team because we always try and take things with like a real positive spin the, i don't know who i don't know if anyone's listening but i think we're the opposite you're the opposite i of think the positive yeah team? but you know we need that like we're like i, I don't, you're the like, scar to my simba yeah just i don't know what that i'm i'm old really yeah that, i don't know what that no 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 I, I was I was probably watching porn when that was out. I was too what? you ever oh. see lion king porn yeah <laughs> uh but we could two find lions that. one king Maybe two kings, one lion. I'll two kings, it. one lion. Uh, but that's on iTunes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's on iTunes. It's on Stitcher. It's on Pocket Casts. All if you're an Android. I got someone was like, "Yeah, hey, make it for Android," and I was like, "I don't know how to do that," so I figured it out. I'm the same way. I'm like, I don't know yeah. how to do that. I yeah. should do that. Yeah, it's great because like you, I think iTunes is the only place for podcasts, yeah. but it's like I guess SoundCloud's a thing too. I'm not on SoundCloud though. That's the one thing oh, I'm really? not on. I it's expensive, man. Well, we'll work on that. I'm yeah. on Sound. This is on SoundCloud. I don't know yeah. if you're, maybe you're listening on SoundCloud, or maybe you're listening on iTunes. What does it matter? But they should go check out. Now, what did we learn? Now, what did we learn? Now, what did we learn with Russ Everett? Uh, and that's uh, coming out the twenty. Your episode will come out the twenty fourth. We've okay. got episodes with like uh, I don't think we have any episodes with any other totally sketch folks, but mm-hmm. I will be looking. At I them cover. All. I cover all a lot stuff. of YouTubers, but some of the some of them are are people that you haven't heard of. Like, I just had a guy on that biked his way across the country. Harrison. Yeah, you know Harrison. I know, I saw, the, I saw your picture. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. From UCB. Yeah, yeah Harrison from the theater. improv yeah. community. Yeah. And, and I thought, like, just to, to take a bite out of your life and pull the trigger on something like that was so amazing. Yeah, it's very cool. I remember when he was, like, I think he was crowdfunding or whatever. Yeah. Um, what else do you have coming up that we can, you can tease us with? That, you know, that's it. I think just the YouTube channel and the podcast is yeah. enough for people. And it's uh, just, is it just YouTube.com slash Ross YouTube.com slash the Ross Everett. Yeah. I'm also on Twitter. And you've been doing a lot on Snapchat. So I've been, been. I've been doing some stuff. Somebody Snapchatted me. Have you gotten balls yet? <laughs> I mostly, I'm too scared. And mostly because I have a lot of uh, women, if I do behind the scenes, so yeah. dudes are like confused on yeah. who Snapchat it is. So they just go, it's just dicks and balls Good. first. Yeah. I'm jealous yeah. because I got my first balls. Oh. And it was, it was an incredible experience. Uh, I got I got one boob and someone had like drawn around it. I was like I don't know what I'm looking at, yeah. but then I figured out it was a boob. So I I don't I like got it. I screenshotted it. If you send me your balls, if you send me your dick, I'm going to screenshot it 
there's someone that sends me just them doing drugs. Just yeah, okay. always them doing drugs. Anything good or what kind yeah, of Yeah, like, like uh, I think it was Molly. I'm mm-hmm. learning. Yeah. I'm learning, like, oh, what is this? And I'll show it to someone and they'll be like, yeah, that's Molly. Or like, oh, that's definitely cocaine. It's the Molly. It's the Molly. It's the Molly. So I think, like, it's just so funny what people are willing to share on Snapchat. It could be, like, they would never tweet it because it's like this one, one-to-one connection. So this guy sent me his balls just just he face in the face in the frame, full body, no shaft, but just balls. Oh, that's nice. I, I have to show you this photo. Yeah. Well, I, I'll have people. I'll get on Snapchat. Have people add you. You'll and get. Seven, you'll get, so you'll get some. You'll get. Here's some. what I want to do. So I Snapchat it or I screenshot it and I sent it to my friend and I was like, listen, I want you to I want you to Photoshop this. I don't want you to remove his balls, but I want you to turn his balls into something else. Yeah. So he gave me back this photo, and it was just, I, he turned it into a, like a pudgy, sad cat. Aww. So I then was like, okay, cool. Like, you're going to send me your balls. And I added it to my story, the picture of him, full face in there, and his balls turned into a pudgy, sad cat. So I'm going to start doing things that people send me their junk or whatever. I, I will draw on it, and I'm going to turn it into What art. is your Snapchat? It's at. It's also at the Ross Everett. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. The Jason Horton. Yeah. So it's very easy for people to. Same with my Instagram. We have the definite articles. Yeah. But my yeah. YouTube is youtubecom Jason Horton. So yeah. It's, it's hard to get all. I should have gotten Ross Everett. It was just one of those things where like everyone had chosen like cool names. Yeah. Like it was like you know totally sketch. Yeah. It wasn't Michael Gallagher and and. Brett the intern. So I was just like, cool, I'm going to choose like an alternate identity. And then I was yeah. very lazy and just said V. Yeah. Yeah. Was, I only yeah. did it by because somebody else already took it. Yeah. So I wasn't trying to be cool. Yeah. Someone took your name? Are there more than one Jason Horton oh, there's out there? so many. Look on Twitter. There's like a, that's why my is Jason underscore, underscore Horton, Horton on Twitter. Yeah. Why? Hmm. That's crazy. You should make it. I, I, I've never been a fan of underscores. I think it's. It's, it's awful. Yeah. yeah. Just takes up space and of all the things in the world transition lenses for glasses and having the underscore my name is my, my two biggest um regrets what are transition lenses they turn into sunglasses in the sun but they never really it looks terrible and it never really changes back. are these transition lenses? No, no, no 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 these are these are regular uh regular glasses but i did it and it was the they're expensive and you can't get it's awful it's just a terrible <laughs> okay. it's a terrible terrible thing i just got glasses last year i just had to come to terms with i'm not yeah. perfect you're not perfect i know but you know what is perfect this show i want to thank ross for being on it thank the you Friends for Without having Benefits me podcast we can check out now what do we learn uh your podcast your youtube your traversing europe gallivant yeah the, it's yeah. called the euro trip and it's there's a playlist and so if you just want to like go through uh, and watch them all. I tried to make it like like a series that you could just sit down and if watch. If you want to see a white guy with disposable income. Uh, Trying tra- his best. Tra- tra- traipsing around <laughs> yeah. Europe. Make sure to check that out, Ross. Thank you so much. Sure, thank and, you for uh, having me. This is the Friends Without Benefits podcast. Hey, subscribe. Maybe rate it. Leave a comment. I mean, you have time. They have time, right? Yeah, that's all they got. Thanks, everybody. Bye.